Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. And welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We are going to dig into one of my favorite topics, which is communication skills and building connections with others. You can have all of the technical skills and the mindset skills I talked about last week, but if you can't communicate effectively, advocate for yourself and build those network connections to make your goals a reality, it can fall flat. And fun fact, my undergrad degree is in communication, and I am a Wiley partner, which means I am an authorized partner to facilitate DISC programming, which if you aren't familiar, it's a powerfully simple tool to help you communicate better with others. So I'm going to dig into that a bit in this episode too. So even with my undergrad and a lot of experience, I still have found myself fumbling in communication from time to time, but I have since mastered this skill, not to say that I'm perfect, but my approach gets results, I'd say 90% of the time, and now I teach this to my clients. So let's dive in. To me, the foundational principle is to communicate with others the way that the person will receive the information best. So you do not apply the golden rule here. If you've heard of the treat others the way you would want to be treated, that is not the communication rule, and that will actually backfire on you very quickly. What you want to do is consider the preferences of the other person. And DISC helps you do this really well. This is a tool that I use. And so DISC is a personal development tool that measures an individual's preferences and tendencies based on the DISC model. And so this is a simple tool, but it's very powerful. And it describes four basic styles. You're a D, I, S, or C, or combination. And participants receive personalized insights that deepen their understanding of self and others, making workplace interactions more enjoyable and effective. So if you participate in going through this assessment or going through a course that has this assessment, the result is that you will be more engaged, you will have a more collaborative culture and workforce, and that this can spark meaningful cultural improvements for you, for your team, for your organization. And so this is a great tool for building self-awareness, and it really inspires the appreciation of of other people, appreciating others, appreciating their styles, and um, becoming more collaborative and communicating effectively. And it's worth noting, too, that this tool is backed by over 40 years of research. So this is a validated tool. It's a validated assessment. um, And it's just proven to be really effective. And so when you know your disc style, you know your preferences and tendencies, which I want to say is different from Myers-Briggs or a personality assessment. Um, So Myers-Briggs is going to test more of your personality 
where DISC is more communication preferences and tendencies. So as a foundation, you can learn your style and then you can also learn to read the style of others so that you can adapt your style to meet their needs. So when you have this foundation, you can also include other kind of advanced concepts like emotional intelligence or managing conflict. You can use this tool around leading others as well. And I had helped roll this program out at a company level. And now in my practice, this is something that I use with clients, both one-on-one and in groups. And in the Career Passion Project, the group coaching program that is launching soon, actually applications, when you hear this, will open next week. So that is very exciting on March 29th. But I have created a custom program using this tool. And if you've experienced DISC at your company before, I want to say, or in any environment, that this is different. It is using the tool, but I have created a program with resources that I have as a partner with Wiley and that are very new that meet the specific needs and objectives of my Career Passion Project program. Okay, so DISC is one tool you can use, but the key is to really know the preference of other people so that you can tailor your communication to them. So for example, my DISC style is an ID, which means I'm people-oriented, fast-paced, I like to build connections with other people, and I want to get things done. So if people know this about me and say they are more detail-oriented, maybe want everything backed by a lot of data, slower paced, more quiet, then they can adapt a bit for me and I can adapt a bit for them. I reported to a boss once who was a CD, which meant that they shared the wanting to get things done with me, but were more slow paced and data driven. So when communicating with him, I had to lighten the chit chat and make my proposals include the data that I used to make the decisions that I made and to keep the information relatively high level with more data available if questions were asked. So this helped me influence him more effectively than if I had gone in and started talking a million words a minute about how this was going to be the greatest program for our employees, which was what I really cared about. That would not have resonated. So even though the program met both of our objectives, how it's presented and communicated makes a difference. And you can do this even if you don't know your DISC style by just paying attention to how the person behaves that you want to communicate better with. For example, is the person fast-paced or cautious? Are they reflective? Are they questioning and skeptical? Are they accepting and warm? Pay attention or even ask the person how they prefer to be communicated with. You can't underestimate the simple tool of just asking. It will save a whole lot of headache and frustration to just get that out of the way. I always suggest when you are building a relationship with someone new at work to ask them rules of engagement. How do they prefer to communicate? How often do they like pre-reads or are they okay making decisions or having conversations on the fly? 
Then you can tailor your communication to them to make sure your message is well received and that you don't let something like poor communication stop you from getting your ideas heard or implemented. I have worked with some of my clients who just this simple, the simple tip of asking the employee or your colleague or your boss or whomever it is, how they prefer to be communicated with solves so many issues. One of my clients was having a hard time because she preferred um, instant messenger, which a lot of companies have Skype or instant messenger and would message this person and this person would never reply to her. And so she um, would kind of take that personally and make and draw some conclusions about what that meant that she was messaging this person, this person wasn't replying. But when she dug into it, it's that the messenger really wasn't that person's preferred way of communicating. Um, They weren't kind of like an instant um, generation now kind of communicator and preferred face-to-face conversation or email and wanted to kind of think things through before having that conversation where um, the person that I was talking to wanted to just problem solve within a chat. So knowing those things about who you're working with can make a really big difference. So you don't draw conclusions that might not be accurate, but also that you can be effective and efficient in the way that you're working together. And when it comes to building connections, I want to pivot a little bit to talk about networking and why networking is so important. So honestly, I was told earlier in my career, much earlier than I gave it credibility, that I needed to build my network outside of my site and immediate connections. And I thought, yeah, but I'm not looking for a global role. I don't need that. But I was so wrong. My career really took off once I started building my network outside of my site and looked broader at my company and industry. I started reaching out to people in other departments, other sites, going to networking events that honestly I wasn't really excited about spending my evening on, but I went anyway. I also joined some local chapters of professional associations that were connected to the work that I was doing and the work I wanted to do. The result is I built some great relationships that helped with other leaders advocating for me, me having more influence, me creating a role that I did at my last company when I led talent and development with AstraZeneca, that role did not exist. I had to build a business case to have my role transitioned from what it was to what I created it to be. In the history of the site I worked at, they had never had a role focused on talent and development. They had training and they had human resources roles, but not a role focused on leadership development, employee engagement, inclusion, and overall employee career development. When I made that business case, yes, it was based on my work, and then I had proven that I had a certain competency and skill set. But it was also because I had built connections strategically with other leaders and had been talking about the need for this. I built connections with our global talent team. So I was a liaison and providing value to my site by solving a problem that they had. 
They had been given information on program launches and above site needs without as much notice to prepare for, or sometimes weren't able to participate in programs at all, and didn't always have a voice as a stakeholder when it came to how these larger programs were created. But I was able to change that. By building that network, by building relationships with that global team and seeking mentorship with the vice president of that team, I got myself on an above-site team that received insider information. I was able to bring more programs to our site, help our leaders better prepare for these launches, and get our voices heard as stakeholders above-site. So I kind of created this two-way communication channel that didn't exist before, that solved a lot of problems, lessened the headaches, made us more of a star as a site, and helped our employees develop and have access to opportunities they didn't before. And I want you to know that I did this before moving into this role. This was part of my business case. It was part of my strategic thinking to show how things were better and different with my focus on this. But I was able to achieve this because of my network. So when the head of human resources, who was my boss, had reached out she was able to get feedback and see my influence and contribution at a higher level. Had I just had my work to show for itself and my master's in organizational psychology, I may not have gotten that same result. I also created solutions to problems outside of my group. When I created a process for management to have more effective one-on-ones and improve our employee engagement scores, I didn't pilot that with my group or a group I was super friendly with. That would have been the easier route, right? Instead, I pitched it to a senior leader who wasn't an advocate of mine yet. I pitched it to the new site head and changed my pitch for each of them to accommodate what they would want to hear and know. So for example, for the senior leader, for them, it was about how their development or their the development in their department would improve the reputation of their department would improve, their attrition would go down, and they could be the leader in solving a problem impacting other groups, giving more visibility to their group and kind of being a leader in that area. For the site head, it was more about the data and the research behind how my pitch would work, how it would affect our bottom line as a company, and how we would use the data from the pilot to launch site-wide and be a leader in our part of the business. So with each of them, I had a different approach because I looked at how they like to receive information. I observed them and where they received information well and where they may have gotten um, maybe a little bit uh, like resistance or pushback. And then I tweaked the way that I talked to them to give them what I thought would be the most important information for them to see the business case in the way that they needed to see it. So I may have been told there wasn't a business case for it and the development work I was doing could just be stretch projects but not a priority. But because of my diligence in building this network and advocating for myself and communicating the way that my target audience needed, I was able to be successful and create a role that didn't exist that aligned with my growth and the growth that I felt the site needed. And it didn't just work for adding a new role. It also works for promotions, for implementing new ideas, even for making changes at home. 
I help my clients learn how to do this for themselves in a way that feels good to them and gets them the results that they are after. In the Career Passion Project, the section that I have on communication and connections covers tangible communication skills, and you also learn your DISC style, how to communicate well with anyone, even the most difficult of people, how to advocate for yourself, and how to build a network that will not only make your work experience more pleasant, but will help you get the results that you want in your career, whether it be a change in role, a promotion, or implementing a new idea. You practice what you learn too with weekly coaching, an experiential workshop, and a networking event because the people in this cohort cohort that you would be with are in similar roles in industry. You will be building relationships in a safe space so you can practice. And when you leave the cohort, you will have those relationships with you. It's a win-win. I teach you my proven simple process that has helped me achieve my own goals that I still use today that works for my one-on-one clients and that you can learn and apply too. And so are you ready? Are you ready to really dig deep on this, you guys? To learn to communicate effectively and navigate your relationships at work to your advantage? If so, I really encourage you to apply for the program. Applications are going to open next week, Monday, March 29th. The link on my website is going to be live. If you've checked it out already, you'll see there's a placeholder there. That link will be activated and you will want to jump in right away because this is going to be a small group experience. Applications will be open for two weeks and after two weeks, I will reach out and invite those that are accepted to join and we get to work the week of May 24th. You are not going to want to miss this. It is the best program out there for navigating your career and achieving your goals now and for the future. So you can learn more at my website. I also have a website for the program. It's www.careercoachingproject.com and through my website. I will put the link in the show notes. Okay, so I want to leave you with some feedback from one of my clients. So one of my clients that I worked with for six months came to me because she wasn't sure what she wanted her career to be. She felt like she was at a crossroads where she could leave her career, go to a different type of position, go to a different industry different company within her industry. It was really pretty wide open. And so after the six months, this is what she had to say. My self-confidence through this experience has grown exponentially. Having a professional, unbiased, and fearless coach to guide me through my decision-making and practicing real-life conversations before they happen has left me better prepared and confident to advocate for myself. I stopped obsessing over a colleague that I felt was subpar and just started showing up for myself and my team and advocating for myself and others who I do stand for. Coming from where I was and having little job satisfaction to now where I have learned that I love my job, but I was holding myself back has been such a huge transformation. It's worth the money. And if you don't make the investment in yourself, no one else will. It's the best money I've ever spent on myself. 
So I am going to leave you with that. I cannot wait to invite you in and to work with you. So applications are going to be open on Monday. Save the date. All right, you all have a wonderful, wonderful week and I will talk to you soon.